you're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Welcome to Ham Fiction, the podcast that's exactly like sham fiction, but with more ham. I'm Eric. And I'm Marcus. And Andrew didn't want to do the intro. Here's the format. Each ham stallment, Andrew, Eric, or Marcus will be presented with a media ham chise that they are unfamiliar with, and challenged to write ham fiction about it. We'll start by giving the author ham basics, like characters, overarching plots, and those hammy elements that make each ham chise great. The author will then take this info, throw out what they don't like, ham a generous helping of creative license, and come back ready to read their master ham for all of us to enjoy. It's ham fiction written by big hams! It's ham fiction! This week's author is Eric. Oh yeah, it feels good having a brand new show not at all related to sham fiction. How are you guys doing today? Absolutely great. Terrible. Well, Andrew, why don't why don't you sound happy right now? Because <laughs> you're a liar. Didn't you hear how excited Marcus was that this was ham fiction? It is ham fiction. Our limited-run sequel series to Sham Fiction. God damn it. <laughs> and we are so excited to ham it up for you at home uh, and around uh, the world. All three of us equally excited for this opportunity <laughs> to ham it up. Yay. Well, since oh. this is Ham Fiction, I imagine yeah. we could do 100 episodes of Ham Fiction with different ham-themed properties. <laughs> <laughs> As long as green eggs and ham is covered at some point, because you all, you haven't read that, right? Oh, that's an obvious choice. All right. We're not going to go with the obvious choice. Oh, We're going to go okay. with the Broadway smash hit musical, Hamilton, oh. an American musical. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's yeah. happening, Eric. Okay, We're pulling less out all the excited. stops in 2017. And this less is a new excited. year, new show. Uh-huh. we got to yeah. get even harder for every progressive week. Oh, no. So oh, no. By Eric, like why are you week so three, worried? you'll be doing the complete works of William Shakespeare. <laughs> uh, because the one, the thing that I know about Hamilton is that it is a, it's pretty much an opera. It is nonstop uh, verse like music the whole way through and not only music uh the rapping the rhythm and the blues the things of that nature well there's things a lot of that, that i'm i'm not particularly uh skilled at uh performing you know so i'm nervous well we heard you way back when when you did magic mike xxl that's true we oh, did that's true so we know you can do memories it. uh but let's let's talk a little bit about hamilton Okay. I love Hamilton even more than I love the concept of our new show, Ham Fiction. Ooh. Hamilton is, in fact, my favorite piece of art that I have ever experienced in my life. Wow. That, you heard that, that. sounds extreme, but it is completely true. Uh, Marcus. Yes, sir. Did you remember that there is a thing called Star Wars? I, I do. I like Hamilton more. <sighs> Yeah, I huh. like Hamilton more than literally anything else. But you're including the prequels, right? Especially the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, it's, it's my favorite thing. I've listened to the soundtrack literally over a hundred times. Oh. I drove to New York and stood in a cancellation line for 13 hours to see the show on Broadway. 
I'm seeing it in Chicago about a month before we release this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Uh, No, after after this episode. I've been traveling through time, guys. I've got my TARDIS out. Uh, (laughs) So, I love Hamilton. It's the the work of Lin-Manuel Miranda, polymath genius that he is. Uh, soon to be an EGOT winner, I'm sure. He's just looking for the uh, the Oscar right now. He's got an EGOT currently, <laughs> uh, and it's it's a it's a smash. Most successful Broadway show around. You can't buy tickets for a year. You know, it's kind of kind of play you want to see. Oh oh, coming coming to Minneapolis soon. Coming to Minneapolis, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll actually tickets. get to see it. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, they sell soon, out soon, soon as in 2018, 2019, I think is when it is. So we got a bit to wait. Soon and enough. We, That's we just, just enough time for me to write this. Good. Oh, well, wait a second. Wait a second now. <laughs> so, Andrew, you've not actually seen the Hamilton. But no, you have but listened I've, to the soundtrack. I've listened to the soundtrack many a time. I c- could not claim to have listened to it over a hundred. But I've listened to it quite often. It's It's in the regular rotation. And I, too, adore it. It is a fantastic, fantastic piece of work. And as a fan of all of the things that is go- that are going on in there, including U.S. history, including rap, including pop music, because this thing spans all musical genres. It's all over the map, and for some reason, it all works. And Bluegrass. it's lovely. You know? Uh, not so much. <laughs> not so much of that uh, part. Well, it's not every genre, is it? Oh, we, not know, every, <laughs> not every, but it's so no many. death metal. Oh, well, no you know, ska. we could change that. There's room, right? Yeah, I was say, man, this is your ham fiction. That's what ham fiction's all about. You can ham it however you like. Uh-huh. Oh, great. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, tell I me. I bet that's tell what John was this. like right before they split. Paul's like, you know, I really love this new song. John's just, oh, great. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good, Paul. Yeah, you keep writing your ham-themed music. That's, that's fine. Uh, so I, I will have to admit, as far as Hamilton is concerned, although I've never listened through full songs or seen the show or read the script or any such thing, I did see the PBS documentary Ooh. about the production. So I know some background, and I've heard snippets, but that's about it. That's just cool. you know, yeah. just honesty up front. Full disclosure, I like it. And that's part of ham fiction. You know, in sham fiction we wouldn't have let that slide, but on ham fiction, that's all right. Uh, it's that's why I like this new show so much. This brand Audience, new show. Whoever's listening to this, send help. I'm going mad. Uh, so let's uh, talk a little disclaimer here before we go into our inaugural ham fiction on Hamilton. There are a couple things about this show that make it difficult to touch as a fanfiction perspective and as a ham or sham fiction perspective. The first is that it's based on something that's based on real people, right? So we've dabbled in this territory before with Wolf of Wall Street. These people have been dead for a couple hundred years. It's a little bit different. But at the same time, there's a line there, right? You don't want to misrepresent living people. Uh, Two, this is an amazingly well-written work. You're not going to write anything that good, Eric. Uh, That's okay. Lynn took over a year working on a single song, uh, My Shot, for this show. 
Uh, seems, because... a, seems a bit lazy. <laughs> just, he just he did it on the night. He said, no, no, just pay me for the year. I'll get it done. He wrote the first verse in on, on January 1st, and then he wrote the rest of it on December 31st, and he just claims this. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. So I know I need, I need that sweet money um, to, to pay me for that year. He, he wrote this before he was a ridiculously wealthy man, by the way. This show made him ridiculously wealthy, as you may have picked up on in the uh, PBS doc. Yeah. <laughs> he just had a kid and didn't know what he was doing with his life. That was scary. It's pretty and, like, great. empty apartment and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so, you know, we're not also going to ask you to do the whole thing as a musical. You can if you want. <clears throat> but uh, it's also because it's based on history. That's a lot of stuff. So here's the deal. Here's what we're going to tell you. We're going to tell you all about it. But don't do any research. Just have fun with this. We want okay. you to write the hammiest fiction that has ever been seen on ham fiction. Deal. And with that, you know, play with the things that make fan fiction fun, right? So that's pairings of characters that we don't normally see together. The audience desire to see these two characters have a scene or to see some innuendo become explicit. Like I could ship some characters. Oh, you have to ship. Oh, oh I'm going to ship the yeah. hell out of this. So just just ham it up, have fun. Don't don't worry about it too much. The more outrageous it is, the more fun it is. Mm. That's what we're gonna mm. say as our little disclaimer here. Okay. All right. I'm so excited now. Let's yep. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, Andrew. Who the so heck? So I have a question. I have a question here. Yeah. For you. Yeah. How does a bastard, <laughs> orphan? Son of a whore and a Scotsman <laughs> dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean by Providence, impoverished and squalor. Grow up to be a hero and a scholar! Well, well Andrew, <laughs> that is the key that Eric has to answer. <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm writing this down. The $10. <laughs> and this just becomes Ham Fiction's rendition of the entire soundtrack to Ham <laughs> Which I could do from memory. Oh my goodness. I can't uh, quite do that. <laughs> it would be terrible, but I could do it. And I would with very little prompting. So let's continue. This is about <laughs> Alexander Hamilton, right? He is just like his country. He's young, scrappy, and hungry. And he's not throwing away his shot. He's a man. He's born a child of the Caribbean. Uh, he wasn't born in the Caribbean. He was born in the British Isles. But that doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. He's born in the Caribbean. Uh, we're revising history already. And he grew up an orphan. Super poor orphan boy. And, uh, you know, he, he wrote his way out, as you do. <laughs> he, he wrote a letter to his father who ran away and just said, Dad, there was a hurricane, and it was really scary and really bad. And uh, he just described it so beautifully that the people in the town pushed the hat around, said, let's raise some money. This kid is an insane man. They took up this collection just to send him to the mainland. Uh, and that's what happened. He got his education. Didn't forget from whence he came. Now the world knows his name. So. <laughs> this is good. This is great. It's so hard, Eric. You don't understand how hard it is not to fall into the it's, show when you're hard. describing it. Yeah. So, oh, so Hamilton, is, Alexander yeah. Hamilton, uh, goes to New York, right? He wants to go to Princeton, doesn't work out. Goes to 
King's College instead, which is now Columbia. And he's 19, just cocky as all hell, has no money, so he knows the only way that as an orphan he can rise to prominence is if there's a revolution and if he becomes a military leader and rises in the ranks, right? So that's his big drive. He wants to prove that he's worthwhile. He wants to prove how smart he is. And that is where we find him in 1776, leading up to the revolution. He goes on to become George Washington's right-hand man and uh, eventually kind of gets kicked out and his friends beg for him to come back into the army. And he does, decisively wins the Battle of Yorktown. And then the revolution ends and he's a hero and then a bunch of other stuff happens and he gets killed in a duel. So that's the basic Alexander. He was the first secretary of state. That's kind of cool. Secretary of the treasury. No, that's true. As a trick. Thomas Jefferson was <laughs> secretary of state. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yep. So Hamilton's first secretary of the treasury. Pretty much invented the National Bank. Pretty cool. Like how all of our finance works today traces back to Hamilton. And just an interesting guy. So when you're, when you're thinking about him as a character, those character traits, yeah. he's the smartest guy around. Okay. And he, and he knows it. Oh, he, he knows he, it. He knows how intelligent he is. He's called down on it many times how he walks into the room and immediately acts like he's the smartest guy in the room. And, you know, it's probably true because he's a very intelligent man. He is a cocky guy. You know, he's... Uh, just ridiculous. Can't let anything go. Remembers everything. So we're going to have you write about revolutionary times, but just as a fun addendum, uh, the way that he died was in this famous duel with Aaron Burr, who's a character I'll let Andrew introduce next. But Burr says, look, Hamilton, you've gotten in my way. Every time I've tried to have a successful career, you've gotten in the way. So let's deal with this. Let's settle it. Apologize. Hamilton says, nah, nah, man. Here's a full list of all the times we disagreed and why. I'm not going to apologize. Since they're just a full list, just itemized by date. Every time I was right and yeah. you were wrong. Yep. It's like, here, here. <laughs> you can't quite remember all the times. Here they are. And this escalates into a duel. And uh, Burr kills Hamilton in the duel. Ah, uh, deservedly uh, so, it sounds. Well, <laughs> Burr was kind of a crazy dude as well. Uh, Tell me more about him. Yeah, who is Aaron Burr, sir? Aaron Burr, sir? He is also an orphan, uh, and he is the pride of Princeton College. He is a recent graduate. He graduated early. Two years. Um, So he is also very intelligent. But the key difference between Hamilton and Burr, what kind of sets them on this course towards oblivion, is that Hamilton always speaks his mind. He always stands for something. In this case, it's the revolution. He wants the U.S. to be its own country, free from British rule. He's staunch, a staunch standard behind that. While Burr doesn't wear his, his, his mind on his sleeve. He's a very internal character. What kind who, of advice would Burr give someone to act more like him, Andrew? Oh, towards. Less and smile more is what Aaron Burr says. And I can tell you, having seen the show, that is what he does. So in the performance, like an easy part, Leslie Odom Jr. It was brilliant. He is just smiling like a shark the entire time. 
<laughs> and it's really unsettling and fantastic. All right. Yep, so Burr is a very conflicted character who wants to be great like Hamilton, but is not brave enough to take a stand on anything. Mm. People do not know his opinions. Yeah, he keeps everything close to the chest, and that just gets in his way all the time. His, his motto, as is said in a beautiful, beautiful song, one of my favorites in the show, is wait for it. He's waiting for everything. Yeah. The opportune time. Like, <laughs> he says at one point, when Hamilton comes to him to say, hey, help me write the Federalist Papers to defend the Constitution, Burr says, what if I'm back in the wrong horse? <laughs> you know? Like, I believe <laughs> oh. in it, but I don't know. Sure. Might not shake yeah, he's out. Not, he's not, not taking that brave step to speak his opinion, to, to take a side. Yeah. Exactly. Because gotcha. this is a dangerous time. It's, it's pre-revolution. And people, the tensions are high. Emotions are all over the place. And you know who else are very, very loud in support of the revolution? Trump Three. supporters. Well, wait a second. Well, We're not going there. We're not going there. Nope. Pivoting, pivoting to 1776. All right. Three friends to Alexander Hamilton who are uh, fellow revolutionaries of him, his. They meet in um, the bar like cheers. Uh-huh. Yeah. They all know. Everybody knows their name. And Marcus, who's was who's the first guy that we should introduce oh, Eric? We to? got John Lawrence. John Lawrence, who's this guy? His big deal is he is a hardcore abolitionist. So he oh, okay. wants to free the U.S., but he also wants to free the slaves. And his dream was to have the first black battalion. Okay. And he and Hammy, super best friends. Uh possible if you look at the historical context that they were lovers hard to say hard to say a lot of the notes that would have clarified that hamilton's son said no 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 we're not uh not publishing that so some of that got destroyed Uh with notes from hamilton's son saying no 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 (laughs) well who knows what could have happened oh who knows Uh, who knows what and then who else do we got along with John Lawrence? Oh, we got the Marquis de Lafayette. Lafayette? What? Lafayette, who is a Frenchman, America's favorite fighting Frenchman. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Lafayette. He is, oh man, how do you describe Lafayette? He is a very important figure in the revolution. He helped he was kind of the the in between the go between between us and France. He helped us get the guns and ships from France yeah. to win at Yorktown. Hung out okay. with Tommy Jefferson when Jefferson was just hanging out getting high with the French. <laughs> All right. So, uh yeah, that's that's off that. And then you got yeah. the spy on the inside, Hercules Mulligan. Hercules Mulligan. Who is a, a real person? Yeah, Hercules Mulligan. He's a tailor's apprentice, right? And he uh, gets a job with the British Army, <laughs> taking their measurements and smuggling information out from them. Oh, jeez. He's nice. like, you know, like Madame Malkin. If she uh, reported back to the Death Eaters, that's that's pretty much the idea. Uh, Death that's Eaters a sick being the revolutionaries. Harry Potter reference. <laughs> I'm really glad that the U.S. revolutionaries are the Death Eaters. <laughs> yeah, I'm about right. <laughs> 
wait, I may Does have that make George Washington Voldemort? All Muggleborns just gotta die. You know, that's I remember I think, that I think in the I got Declaration. That got it backwards. <laughs> oh boy, that's fine. It's fine. So anyway. he's he's spying on the British, yeah. for the benefit of the Americans. That's right. Okay. So they're the buds, and they they're such uh, buds. They go and they fight the war, and it's cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Underneath. The general himself. Ooh, who's the general? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> it's Washington. George Washington. 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 Twenty oh. stories tall, made of radiation. Is yeah, that you the one we're talking s- about? The same. Perfect. They use a puppet oh, in the yeah. show. <laughs> uh, so Washington, Washington, man, he is the best, right? So what Washington knew how to do is really control his reputation. So all the stuff written about him is very positive. <laughs> like he was this very calm genius yeah. who saved us in the war. Yeah. And Hamilton becomes kind of his secretary. I don't know what his official role was. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. Where they have been lovers. I mean, anyone could have been lovers. Oh, this is good. This is <laughs> good. You can bring Martha into it. Go crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's hot. But so, you know, during the war, Hamilton's mostly Washington's scribe, secretary, confidant kind of guy. And Burr ends up as a lieutenant colonel. Uh, and it drives Hamilton crazy. Because if he doesn't get rank in this war when it's over, his career is over. Okay. So, and then Burr is just the opposite. You know, he thinks... You've got the position right next to the main guy. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> this is the perfect place to be. Yeah. Uh, but so there are a lot of things that Burr and Hamilton have as differences. But Andrew, what do they have in common? <gasps> They're both reliable with the ladies. <laughs> oh. Especially the Skylar sisters. That is right. These three ladies are what the show is all about. Ooh. They are fantastic. The Skyler Some of my sisters. favorite songs. Uh, name the first two. I'll jump in if I can think of a third one. Well, there's uh, <laughs> Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. In that order, eldest to youngest. Uh-huh. Um, so first off, Angelica, the oldest. She is a genius as well. Yeah. She's a very, very intelligent woman. She, when she meets Hamilton, she falls in love with him very quickly because, as she puts it, she's not used to matching wits with someone. And oh. Hamilton gives her a a uh, a good uh, sparring partner in terms of intelligent discussion. So she's looking for a mind at work, as she puts it, and Hamilton is her man. Uh, but unfortunately, Hamilton is penniless. He is... An immigrant that came to this country with nothing but the shirt on his back. So in this world where women are meant to marry up in the social la- up the social ladder, Angelica s- chooses her duty over her heart and chooses instead to introduce Hamilton to her sister. And who is that, Marcus? Angelica. No, we well, just covered Angelica. Angelica introduces <laughs> to the Death Eaters. I'm doing really good here. It's, just, it's throwing me off so hard because I'm trying not to sing. 
Uh, <laughs> it's, so, hard. it's so hard. Her sister, Madame Malkin, is actually in this play referred to as <laughs> Eliza. Uh-huh. Uh, short for Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, she's a good woman. She's never really been the center of attention, but she's very intelligent. She, as a historical figure, when you're done with this, look her up. Or look her up beforehand, doesn't really matter. Because she did amazing things in her life. Lived a long time. And did a lot of good for the country. Still alive, actually. Uh, she is <laughs> kicking. Just, just hanging on. Uh, so, no, uh, Eliza becomes Hamilton's wife. They, they do care for each other. But there's always that little something-something with Angelica. Ooh, they girl. flirt like crazy. Nice. And there's then, no, uh, there's no like animosity between the sisters about it though. No, like El- Eliza doesn't know about it. Um, but yeah, Eliza's just treated or, or, or conveyed as a an incredibly caring and nurturing person who supports Hamilton and well, just anybody around her as much as she possibly can and gives them all the love. Sure. And then there's fandom's favorite character, the youngest Skyler <laughs> sister, and Peggy. <laughs> That Aunt is literally Peggy. her name, Aunt Peggy. Uh, it's just this great song where she just keeps piping up, Aunt Peggy. And, yeah, it's hard not to, to love her for that. But there's just not much to her. She's just sweet. She's younger sister. Sc- scrappy, scrappy, lovable loser. Well, we barely see her in this show. Um, it's, it's pretty fun, though. Just Aunt Peggy. So, But that's it. That's Those the are the characters. characters. Yeah. Right? And it's everybody. We got, them all. we got everyone. Everyone yeah. in the revolution. Yeah, for the first part, first half of the what, show. What about King James? Oh, King George. <laughs> oh, of what, course. What about <laughs> King Robert Baratheon? Oh, yep. King Joffrey. No. So, well, so. to be fair, King George III, who is who we're referencing here, yeah. Is a little bit more like King Joffrey than he is anybody. Oh, I forgot. He's actually in the show, isn't he? I was just being a dick. He does, no, he's he does show up. He doesn't interact with any of the characters. He just yeah. comes out and says his piece every now and again. Oh, that's fair. Little soliloquies. Very funny. All right. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Kind of showstopper uh, numbers. Yeah, really he's great. Fun. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the relationships just a little bit, then we'll let you loose. Because the relationships right. are what this is all about, right? So, the way I see the Burr-Hamilton relationship mm-hmm. is, did you ever see the TV show Smallville? A uh, little. So, Smallville is about Superman as a child, high schooler. Well, as and, like a hot like, child. Like a hot child. <laughs> a hot, hot man uh, child. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, he's... <laughs> Guys, I'm straight. Did you know that I'm straight? Here. I like uh, women. That's right. <laughs> anyway... So, Smallville's about Superman when he was a kid. He's growing up. He's a high schooler. And inexplicably, his greatest enemy when he's an adult as Superman, Lex Luthor, is his best bud. And they keep running into each other all the time in high school. Yeah. And that perfectly summarizes the relationship between Hamilton and Burr in this show. Okay. It's like, they keep winking at, well, we're friends for now. <laughs> And uh, it's just all on this collision course to the moment where Burr's going to kill Hamilton down the line. Spoiler! That's great. Yeah. I like Frenemies. that. Oh. Frenemies. Frenemies yeah. to the max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and then uh, 
Hamilton and uh, the three revolutionaries, Lawrence, uh, Lafayette, and Mulligan, they're, like, conveyed as, like, drinking buddies. They, like, hang out and, you know, talk about the revolution and drink a lot. And ladies. You know, it's like a boys club. Mm -hmm. It's kind of their relationship. Yeah, very much. And they all go different places. Hamilton's on board with the abolition kind of deal. So sure. It's close well, with Lawrence, but I guess yeah, he's a poor guy. He's not like a slave owner, like uh, you know, like Jefferson or any of these or types, Washington, right? Yeah, or Washington, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, you don't have to touch on that subject too much. Up to you. But yeah. uh, and then the the ladies. The the big thing is that Hamilton and Angelica are totally in love with each other. They're the the OTP. Play, they play cute little games with the letters they send each other. Yeah. Okay, um, but so yeah, he marries sexiness, Eliza. sexiness via letters. Yep, all right, with lots of wit again because wit. they're again very, very intelligent people. All right, so you got it, and then they go to war, and it's <gasps> it's exciting. And sure. let you, so let me compare this. If I can compare this to anything, well, you've seen the Patriot, right? <laughs> Mel Gibson's The Patriot. <laughs> you bet your sweet bippy, I have. Because that's what the Revolutionary War was right like, right? That's my only image. That's that's everything I know. Yes. Well, then just put that. These characters are just there. That's that's it. That's all it. right. You know what the Revolution was like. Yeah. Heath there Ledger was there. Uh huh. It was. Uh, hot. God, I just I'm just I, that yep, Death Eater straight. guy was there. <laughs> he played the the British Death Eater. Oh, but the, but I thought the Americans were the Death Eaters. I know, I, we're getting this all confused. I'm so confused. <laughs> Guys, do you want me to write a story or am I... You should uh, probably write it. I mean, all right. we're still figuring out the format of ham fiction, yeah. but I think stories should still be a part of it. Okay, uh, do you have bonus points for me? Yeah. Andrew, <laughs> we can do some bonus points. <laughs> oh, man. Or is that not part of the format of ham fiction? Oh, ham fiction oh. has bonus points. Oh, oh good. <laughs> You mean this normal show that we've been doing for over a year? Yes, it has bonus points. Brand new ham fiction show. What are the bonus points? What are the bonus points? Anybody Marcus, take it. What, 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 Marcus and I are suddenly realizing that we didn't prepare bonus Marcus, points in advance. Marcus, just come up with something. You're a oh, smart so kid. I thought you already had your bonus points, Andrew. No, uh, no. Involved verse. Oh, verse, huh? Yeah, you don't need to sing. So that, you're going to get some bonus points. The more of this that is is song lyrics or uh -oh. rap lyrics, the better. Oh yes, yes, please. Okay. Do that. Yep. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Um. And you know. So then my bonus points, if if I haven't done mine, are those yours, Andrew? You talked about that. Yeah, those are mine. That. I'm taking those because yeah, talked we talked about, about that in yeah. advance, and then I forgot because I, I didn't write it. Audience, down. we do a lot of planning when we're launching a new show from Two Jackets, and ham Gosh, fiction is no, no. exception. No. <laughs> it's okay. I get it. You guys are so distracted by trying not to sing that you forgot what your bonus points were. I get it. It happens to well, all of I us forgot, occasionally. I forgot what mine are. So, Marcus, what what are yours? Yeah, my my bonus points are. Give me the biggest fan fiction-y moment that you can. So either a big shipping moment, a big ridiculous historical inaccuracy, or a big historical cameo. Okay. Or just plug yourself in there and kiss one of the characters. But, like, you, you have to vaguely disguise yourself. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> okay. The latest revolutionary. That's fair. 
That's I can do that. I'll, I'll <laughs> maybe this is gonna be interesting. Just have fun. Uh, That's the key. I all right. You can get, well, get tech wrong. Get relationships wrong. Again, yeah, no research, zero research. Oh, that's that's good. Okay, well, uh, I guess I'm gonna go right, and I'll see you guys uh, very soon. All right, we'll probably do predictions. All right, good luck. Wait, no, you <laughs> we'll tell see me you good luck. Ah, yep, good luck. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Sham listeners, if you like the show, there are two things you can do that'll really help us out. The first is subscribe. You'll get a new episode every week in 2016 without fail. That's our pledge to you, and that'll be delivered automatically to your device. Beyond that, you could really help us out by writing a review. Let other people know what the show's about, what your experience has been. And if it's positive, all the better. If you don't feel like you can write a positive review, think about it as a writing challenge. You think you're better than us? Write a sham fiction of a good review. Make us believe that you believe in us. I know you can do it. Anyway, thanks for listening. All right, Andrew, as we were nerding out incoherently at Eric in this pitch section, (laughs) what do you think he's going to take away from it? What do you actually expect this to be about? Well... I, in addition to a bunch of uh, Oh, actually, awesome I, I'm sorry, Andrew. I don't mean to interrupt you. Just for uh, listeners, because this is the first episode of Ham Fiction, we're going to do a little oh, prediction gosh. segment where we say what we're anticipating you is going to be in the You don't need ham to explain it. We've done it <laughs> in 48 <laughs> episodes. People uh, get it. All right. All right. Go ahead. No, you they, go they ahead. Know now. You know what? Know. Because of that, you go first. That's how this first. works. Yes. All right. Fine. I guess that's how we're doing on a ham fiction. I'm going to predict that there's going to be some loving between John Lawrence and A. Ham. Ooh. I think it's going to be some A. Slash. And oh, I'm on some board. some S.X? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure, <laughs> S.X. You got it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I like it. The The hotter, the better. Um, yeah. So my secret bonus points are going to be, I, I'm going to predict that there's going to be anachronistic history in this. Oh, good. So... So perhaps Abraham Lincoln will show up at some point. If <laughs> hunting vampires. If hunting vampires, perhaps. Maybe Teddy Roosevelt will come in and boule his way through. Um, I that That's pretty wild stuff, but I'm just hoping there's something in there that doesn't fit within the time. Do you think we'll see like, some, some Brad Neely Washington? Like that's the George Washington that's going to be in this piece? I didn't even think about that, but that would be amazing. That, oh gosh, for those that don't know about that, oh man, that's, that Brad Neely stuff has um, some deep roots in the Two Jackets lore. We've watched many of Mr. Neely's animations, and if you have not, please look up Brad Neely's animations online. (laughs) They're the greatest things. (laughs) Especially Washington and JFK. Oh, so good. So good. So I guess I wasn't necessarily thinking that route, but you know what? Hey, if he goes that way, I'll be happy. I think it would count, right? That's kind of the just pulling in from pop culture or from anything. So this is presidents. So he'll just include presidents. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because Hamilton was a president, right? Right. Of <laughs> course he was. Eric. He's on money. He was on money. Ben Franklin's yeah, like not Benjamin a president. Franklin, he was a president. 
<laughs> yeah. Obviously. All right. We're good. Let's bring him good. in. Let's bring Let's him present, back. Yeah. Presenting Sir Eric Carlson's Hamilton. Sup, ham listeners. How is everybody? Ham Nation. Great. Great. Perfect. Doing great here. Awesome. Awesome. Andrew, you also happy? I'm all right. <laughs> That's good. That's just the mood I want you in for this, because you know, I, I, you know, what, what are your expectations at? That's that's the first question for you two. I'm expecting this to be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. So pretty oh, low bar. <laughs> pretty pretty low bar. All right, take take those expectations. Take that. Take that. Lower it, and then lower it again, and then take the total amount that you lowered it and lower it ten more times. All right. How you low ready? can you You're, go? That's, that's pretty the question, low. isn't it? Well, we'll find out right now. Uh, first of all, though, uh, warning: this is this is graphic. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness, you might even have <laughs> children's <bonus> points. <laughs> Ch- children should not listen to this. Uh, even some adults should probably not listen to this. Uh, what sort of adults should not listen to this? Uh, I mean, anybody with like a conscience, probably. <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> All right, um, so Marcus and I are staying. Yeah, um, you're fine because you're all good bags. I saw um, that you wrote for your audience. Yes, and also the other thing I should say is that uh, I had a little help, and um, I want to just give a little shout out to uh, Mr. Reed Reimer. Why don't you drop that beat? What? What? Yep, this is happening. <laughs> Ready for this? Oh my gosh. <laughs> now gather some writers and listeners all as I lay down the tale from a midsummer's ball. Twas the 4th of July, 1784. The commander in chief had just won the war. So round the old general they gathered en masse to hear the man's words and to kiss his great ass. The venue, Mount Vernon, <laughs> the mood ostentatious. The land was now free and its hero, libatious. Thank y'all for coming, said Washington then, and thank God for giving me such thirsty friends. You're all of you welcome to drink of my beer. Oh shit, I just spilled right down Martha's brazier. The crowd had a laugh as the hostess dried off, and Washington's manservants went for a mop. But then there was one guest who didn't find glee at the plight of a wife as embarrassed as she. They point and they laughed at Eliza in rage. No wonder they also would sully my name. They tell me my husband is slime. And untrue, and to make matters worse, they say he fucked you. Angelica smiled with a hand on her heart and said, My dear sister, but I've played no part. Your husband is charming and sly, I agree, but I swear on my life that he never touched me. Eliza just laughed, though inside she had fright. Where had her dear husband been this past night? There were rumors abound in the Washington house. Could she not trust her sister along with her spouse? Perhaps you should ask him, oh sister of mine. Angelica. Sneered through a third glass of wine The younger just huffed and said That's what I'll do While the elder kept drinking And Peggy did
did too. At that same moment, five tables away, our favourite hero of Yorktown, El Sway, over Mulligan, Lafayette, and John Lorenz are telling them tales from before they were friends. You see, I was drunk when I penned that damn letter. He said with a grin, so I swore I'd do better. We knocked this old yawn, they all said at once. Well, too fucking bad, you dried up old cunt. A mine is an immigrant song through and through, inspiring and sexy and sorted and true. To New York I sailed, just the shirt on my back, and I met a fine lady who had a fine rack. We swore that we'd marry, but it wasn't to be, for Washington needed the ham, obviously. The four of them chuckled and toasted King George, not E of the throne, but of Valley Forge. And what is this lady? The marquee then asked. Who is this mystery love from the past? All you Frenchmen are hopeless, said Mulligan next. Could you please do one thing besides think about sex? Go rinse and cut in with your one to talk. But honestly, Ham, did she play with your cock? Oh, that would be telling, Tom said to his mug. But suffice it to say, I've still got the bug. But Eliza was near and she'd heard his whole song. And to her it appeared she'd been right all along. Angelica's rack is much finer than mine, she thought to herself. And I know that she pines for my husband despite what she says to my face. And so she began to put ham in his place. How dare you, she said to her husband right there. And Hamilton startled fell out of his chair. Allow me to spoil the mystery for you, she said to the stack jawed in silent ham crew. My husband's true love is a girl you all know. I mean my dear sister, that home wrecking hoe. But Hamilton jumped to his feet and exclaimed to the crowd that had gathered that he had been framed. Would never do such an ill thing to my wife as sleep with her sister, I swear on my life. Angelica chimed in right then with it's true. He's not broken his vows, though I wish he would do. Then tell me, Eliza said feeling contrite, why was my husband not with me last night? But before Alexander could utter a thing, the general sauntered right into the ring. What's happening here? He demanded to know. And what, dear Eliza, is wrong with your bow? A moment of silence fell over the crowd, and one young man saw here a chance for renown. He stood up and said, Sir, the truth is revealed that Hamilton is an adulterous heel. Washington gasped and said, Who will concur? Don't trust him, said Ham. That's my foe, Aaron Burr. He'd love to accuse me of any old fault, so please take his jabs with a fair pinch of salt. Are you telling me then that his claim is untrue? A general asked as he finished his brew. Untrue is a mighty ambiguous word, said Ham with a tone that was far from assured. I, I mean, what is truth? Could we even agree? If Burr said a half-truth, how wrong would he be? Besides, what does Mr. Burr know of my life? And why is he telling these tales to my wife? But for poor Eliza, this wasn't enough. Why wasn't Hamilton calling Burr's Bluff. You say that Angelica hasn't been yours, she began, but perhaps you've been out with the horse? I'm afraid not, the ham started to say, but then sucked on his teeth in a guiltyish way. This isn't the time or the place, urged Lorenz, and Marquis and Mulligan nodded their heads, and for Alexander now caught in a bind between saving face or else losing his pride. The decision he made seemed to all quite uncouth, but for him, the only defense was the truth. I'm sorry, said Hamilton there in that house. I admit that I'm not the world's faithfulest spouse. I've had some transgressions upon which to draw, but not with the whores nor my sister-in-law. He turned from the host to his wife now in tears, and he smiled at his bros as they fumbled their beers. The facts of my whereabouts
clouds yesterday eve can be proved by my drinking pals given their leave then hercules mulligan stood and exclaimed for the love of god man will you leave out our names but for the hamster ignored his friends desperate plea and proceeded to tell it all quite faithfully so mulligan lafayette lawrence and i decided last night to get fucked up and high it started in town with a pint and some weed but then we addressed our more primitive needs we ended up stumbling out to an old shed where in all is four became an octoped i should have sent word to you liza my dear but then mulligan stuck his tongue into my ear and despite all the protests from everyone present the hamilton orated every unpleasant indulgence that four men could possibly share including them tying lorenz to a chair and teasing his nips with the wax from a candle before taking turns with a lubed up broom handle a washington laughed at this sordid affair though we know that the man fucked the shit out of bears the story went on and the crowd was enthralled with every creative new use of men's balls and thrown the hotel poor eliza was shocked she gasped when he said how he whipped out his cock and used it to slap lafayette across the face and washington said why the fuck would you place two perfectly good french baguettes in your bum to which he replied well it's better than one it seemed that the love must have gone on for hours no details were spared of the flesh he deflowered so everyone there at mount vernon that day were treated to hamilton's kinky foray into loving three men with some questionable props that included of course the most phallic of crops five cucumbers some parsnips a carrot and more were used until all of them came on the floor that's it then said the god's honest truth you can ask my three lovers if you need more proof and when he was done speaking eliza had found she was almost impressed by her husband's profound dedication to showing his friends that he cared but mostly she wished that he hadn't have shared the whole story with everyone she'd ever met so she said you can fuck them but i'm gonna jet at that point all the guests took to the road having learned a few things about hamilton's show yet for the am crew that was nothing to say they just finished their drinks and they went on their way but for young aaron burr who had been proven right about his derival's adulterous night he felt no victorious reason to shout just jealousy at having been so left out and finally george took his friend by the hand and he said some last words to our favorite ham oh hamilton you're of a most special breed who would cut off his hand just to prove that he bleeds no one man can tell you your word isn't sooth for who else would admit that they did those weird moves to the hell of a story of that i've no doubt you sure know how to party but get the fuck out (laughs) 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 eric you're not allowed to see the piece before writing your fiction that was pretty much word for word (laughs) Oh, I knew it. I knew I was onto something. (laughs) Broadway gold right there. That took a lot of practice. You have outdone yourself. (sighs) Did you say that took a lot of practice? Took a lot of practice. I believe it. (laughs) We're going to get a studio track. I think think we're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, we'll do it. Why not? There'll be an MP3 if you really want it. Well, yeah, I mean, it's on our website. It'll it'll make me answer my phone very quickly <laughs> before it gets too filthy. Do it. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Whew, I need to catch my breath. <sighs> oh yeah, do it. Uh, I there think Marcus and I need to like gather our wits. Um, yeah, <laughs> because that was 
you well uh you you got my bonus points <laughs> i should hope so uh, you got you got like, my bonus points and my secret bonus points <laughs> oh god what yeah what were your secret bonus points oh so well secret bonus points are something we're doing on ham fiction gosh where we make stop. a prediction no, I, while just, you're yeah. stop yeah because uh, it's new i got you <laughs> Uh, my my secret bonus points were that you would explicitly have some Hamilton John Lawrence Levin. And oh, of course. Oh my. Oh, oh my. my. Ah, and I didn't stop there. <laughs> you did not stop there. <laughs> oh, you even began there. <laughs> I think they were an octoped before that point. They, they were an octoped <laughs> at the very beginning. Yes. Uh-huh. 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 Explanation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. I don't know how to react to this because like <laughs> this is this is uh, completely different than what we're used to. It's perhaps because it's Yeah, it's kind of not even fair, is it? It's it's <laughs> tough. It's tough. Um <laughs> It's just a lot to process. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You did it, man. You went all out. Went for it. And Kudos to Mr. Reed Reimer for stepping in with the the mad beat. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, so I didn't know if I was gonna do this as a, as a, as a song, but I wanted to do verse at least. Like I was thinking, like oh, I'll I'll write it Dr. Seuss style. Um, oh yeah. And then I, I was writing, you know, getting into it, and then when I finally had a few lines that I could get on its feet, I realized, oh no, no. What I should do is I should make this a straight up like the streets song and uh and You're so i called up weed <laughs> <laughs> well i know the streets is like your favorite uk based rap group and so i thought you might enjoy <laughs> some of that and uh reed was was nice enough to come up with a beat really quickly for me and uh turned out great i'd say so thank you reed yeah thank you reed did we mention wow. that reed is the guy who does our theme song who, or who provided us with our theme song so he's he's the same guy long time two jackets contributor so man guys i don't know it's a song i, I can't expect you to pick it apart musically uh what? i mean it's how do you how do you even how do you even react to this i just loved it <laughs> oh, good. Uh, you know I, I from a story standpoint you did it right like, it actually does have the beats of a story that you need. Um, gives us the setting in a very clear way, introduces the characters and the conflict, and leads up to the sort of uh, climax of, of your hey. story, um, both the overall story and the story within the story. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's, I mean, that's just good short story structure. Uh Flowed a lot like a joke, even. But it also drew on a lot of the things that we talked about in the pitch. I mean, this was greatly in adhering to the assignment. Except, I know you did research. No way you're pulling Valley Forge uh, (laughs) out of the ether. (laughs) You don't think I know about Valley Forge? It's like the one thing I know about George Washington, other than that he fucks the shit out of bears. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And Brad Neely was mentioned during our prediction segment. Andrew, I want to hear from you here. Oh you're man, still, you're still in shock. I'm. I still am in shock. Um, 
this I it, it, this was a lot of fun. Uh, I just kind of I'm very impressed and have to give you huge kudos for for doing this as a song. Um, I I love me I love me some hip hop and some 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 rhymes, uh, as as the the kids call them. But uh, yeah, I uh, this is just a lot to process. I'm the sort of person that like lyrically I, it's hard for me to follow things. <laughs> I have to listen to things multiple times, so I will admit that I probably only caught about half of this. Uh, I have a hard time retaining stuff like this, so I uh, am just kind of taken by the the more uh, the more tawdry portions of this. <laughs> um, that's where it kind of snapped into focus for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> gotcha. And looking at Andrew, he's telling the truth. <laughs> he's really been moved by this piece in a way that he can't compute. I mean, we uh, can pause and I can sing it for you again and then get back <laughs> online. Well, wh- why don't you tell us more about the process on this? Because, like <laughs> I said, I do think it adhered to the prompt and I think it had good story beats as well as just being lyrically pretty sound. What did you do? Well, the actual story wasn't too tough to come up with. Um, I, I came upon that pretty quickly, that I wanted something um, lewd. I wanted that, that slash sort of story with Hamilton having sex with his three best friends. Um, but I wanted the story to come about um, because of Hamilton's pride, like yeah. you, the, from what you told me about his character, he's not the sort of person to let something go, and so I thought, oh well, if somebody puts him in a jam where he either tells the truth, the whole truth, or he is caught in a lie, basically, he would go for the truth. And uh, I thought, oh well, somebody will claim that he's sleeping with his sister-in-law because that's obvious, or you know, it's it's an easy jump from what you told me for those characters. And uh, the only way he can deny it is by admitting that he did the thing he did and uh, tell every every lurid detail to a house full of people. So I don't think we talked about the Reynolds pamphlet in the pitch, mm, did we? No? Because that's exactly um, what happened to real Hamilton. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Is this the is this the thing where he wrote a letter later in life talking about an affair that he had? It was yeah, right after the the affair, and so he had had this affair with Maria Reynolds, and they were saying, well, you're embezzling using your position as Treasury Secretary to steal money. It's treasonous, and he goes, no, nah, it was just. I was just getting off with this lady. Here's the full account of our affair. Uh, you know, uh, to be honest, I did know about that, though. You didn't mention it in the pitch, but it was something I was aware of. I think from watching the PBS doc oh, sure. about Hamilton, um, it kind of gave me that. So I guess that sort of informed on what I knew about Hamilton as a character. So Yeah, I think it was spot on, though. <laughs> just getting himself in way more trouble than he needs to. Yep. Yep, like I have Washington say at the at the end, he's the sort of person who would cut off his own hand to prove that he bleeds. <laughs> that um, was a good line. I like that one. I like that line too. Um, I came up with it last minute. 
Um, but writing this whole thing took a ridiculously long time. Like, I mean, it's it's about fifteen hundred words, so normal sham oh, fiction wow. length. Um, but it took, oh gosh, I want to say, I I wrote this during like Christmas break. Um, so I spent like four full days working on this, like maybe like Holy six God. hour writing sessions. Uh, my so goodness, this, the whole thing probably took. You know, about thirty hours to write. You know, no, no big deal. Uh, yeah. So it turns out it's hard to write verse when everything needs to rhyme and go to a certain uh, uh, rhythm. It didn't really feel forced either. I mean, I, I would have to listen to it again, but I can't single out any point where it felt like it was forced. And I could think of a number of points where I thought it was very clever. Sure. So, well, well done. I'll sing it for you. Again, anytime, <laughs> just just ask. <laughs> so, did you? I, I take it you wrote all this down and then you sent it to Reed and with like maybe like a test track of how you wanted it to sound, and then he no, created I, the I, music um, from there. No, I was writing up until last minute on this. So, um, I oh, what did I do? I sent him the first two stanzas and said what kind of rhythm it is set in because it's a it's a certain type of poetic. Uh, timing and rhythm called oh gosh now i'm having to pull things out of my butt um i think it's called antidactyl tetrameter yeah so it's like it's, it's this that also true tyrannosaurus rex um, it's a sort of beat where it's like where the accents lie on that third uh third beat uh and then i sent him a the streets track and said like this and that's what he came up with. <laughs> Good. Awesome. I'm glad that the yep. streets were, were actually part of this process. Of course. Streets ahead. Streets ahead. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, that's it. Good stuff. Well, Andrew, do you, do you have anything that you can say before we wrap the show? <laughs> well, you get, uh, you know, four out of four insertions. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are way more than four insertions in this. I'm, well, I guess I'm talking about buttholes. Um, oh. I don't know yeah. why that fourth, how that fourth butthole is being filled, but it's filled with a turnip, <laughs> perhaps, I think that was mentioned in there. Yep, um, you got it. <laughs> Marcus has just put his hand in his head. And, uh, yeah, that's a facepalm if I've ever seen one. That's a big old facepalm. I guess he is just taking... <laughs> You know, guys, I'm just finally giving in, you know, here on Ham Fiction, we give scores in orifices filled. <laughs> That's how this show works. I'm glad you're picking I up on it. I think this will be a huge success. I expect it'll run at least three episodes only. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there uh, you go. Uh, Marcus? <laughs> there you go. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you... <laughs> what am I going to give you? God, you all seem so in shock. This is great. I, I was going to give you uh, three out of three of the Skylar sisters, but I don't know what you would do with them, so I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> That's a good move. <laughs> oh, there was an uh, Aunt Peggy in there, which was good. Uh, you did you did get Aunt Peggy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I will give you all of the points, just every point. Wow. That you could want. Think of a point. You want you want uh, Drak Terry? You want... Uh, Republic you want, credits? 
uh, uh, galleons? I, I don't know. Whatever you want. You take them. Yeah. Fake all currency right. is all yours. I, this was the most work that has ever gone into a sham fiction. I mean, this has that's, to have eclipsed the, uh, the sham comms. Well, the sham comms well uh, were our other show, so let's not compare Oh, that's, that's that true. To, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Eric. I'm sorry, Andrew. I shouldn't have confused these two shows. I'm sorry, listeners. Gosh, the listener has completely given up on all reason at this point. God, just There's like you two right now. Nothing left to... Legitimately sorry for the people who, who found this just because it had Hamilton in it, and there are oh, so man. many Hamilton-obsessed people. If this is anyone's first episode... <laughs> yeah. There's well. no way they're listening to this ever again. <laughs> What's well, the YouTube clip? Up. I mean, That's the, the YouTube stuff that... people. <laughs> I oh, mean, gosh. okay. Is there any way to see real Hamilton if I wanted to not keep listening to this terrible, terrible ham fiction episode about Hamilton? What could well, I do? First of all, you got your Hamilton soundtrack, which is the way millions of people have experienced it, and I'd recommend starting with that. The whole show is told in the music, so it's a phenomenal performance and staging, but you can get the whole story out of listening to the soundtrack. So that's available. You can buy it anywhere. It's available on all the major streaming services. And you can see it. There's a production right now in San Francisco, in Chicago, and in New York, and it's going on tour as well. So Andrew and I are actually going to go see this in a couple weeks in Chicago, having a little boys' night out. And uh, maybe we'll get them to sing a couple bars of this for you. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'm sure they want new Hamilton songs by now. They've been singing the old ones for a few months. Yeah, boring. Yes, yeah, once you get that MP3 put together, send it to Lynn. Ask him what he thinks. I think he'll like it. He'll be down. <laughs> we'll we'll do. We'll do. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for listening and for being so in shock. Uh... I feel kind of bad, honestly. That, oh, that uh, I feel great. I'm so pleased. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad, but I've also feel like I kind of killed you guys in some way. Like I like like your your hearts have just decided to just stop beating, and uh, and I feel to blame for that. <laughs> I definitely feel like I I stopped breathing for long enough in there to have caused some sort of brain damage. You know that that may be. Based on my all-ham diet since we started the new show, <laughs> could have caused my heart to stop. <laughs> Too much sodium, dude. Oh, all-ham all the time. All-ham ham all fiction. the time. All right. All right guys. Until next week, Thank you can't you. beat the dredge through pure energy. Wow. Wow, using a tagline from the show that this actually is. <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, Bye. Bye. Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Special thanks to Reed Reimer for providing the music. For a full list of episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. Follow us on Twitter at shamfiction, and please, don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Sham Fiction. Write what you don't know. Next week, the ham continues with a porcine take. On one of your favorite superheroes. I feel like I can't even say any more than that. Because it would give it away. And I wouldn't want to give it away. Because uh, I don't want to set a bad precedent on this 
the first episode of our brand new show called Ham Fiction. So, you know, you're just going to have to tune in, same ham time, same ham channel. Oh, and if you'd like to hear a much cleaner, much nicer version of the Hamilton ham fic, head on over to shamfiction.com. There'll be an MP3 in the episode description. So check it out. All right, peace and ham, everybody.